is Mama K. Hi, everybody. And tonight we are doing Ghostbusters Afterlife, the fourth Ghostbusters movie. Uh, I don't know, probably not canonically. I don't know. The, the Ghostbusters universe <laughs> doesn't matter. It's the fourth fourth one with the word Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters in it about in Ghostbusters it. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've seen the original two. I you know the first one's like a classic. It's not my favorite of that era of movies, but it's it's solid. I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, two is got the guy in the goopy painting. What's his name? Like Vertigo or Vito? <laughs> Vigo. 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 Yeah. Vigo, yeah. Vertigo. <laughs> Yeah, I remember being actually. I remember watching that one on TV and being like actually frightened of the guy. He yeah, he's pretty scary, movie. right? Yeah, but I don't remember that being a good movie. But I remember, I, I, I remember parts of it. Yeah, I have never seen the uh, Ghostbusters remake, the all-female, uh, more broad comedy one. Was that just called uh, mostly Ghostbusters? Because it's, it was just called Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, okay. it's Paul Feig is the director. He's done a bunch of comedies and he's done the episodes of the office and then it's got the yeah all the snl ladies on it um right and uh yeah i never saw that because i either heard people really hated it or the people who liked it were just like eh, it's fine i'm like that's i don't know anyone who loves that movie so i, I, hadn't, I didn't feel the need <laughs> to go back um, but chris hemsworth then this one uh, yeah i've yeah I, i'm not <laughs> not that interested so what's yeah. your what's your ghostbusters uh i've seen all the ghostbusters i didn't i for some reason i thought there was a third one but there was i mean before the girl ghostbusters but no it was just a two with a peace sign two um ghostbusters so yeah i've seen them all i you know the og is is the og it's great i like you know me i like a good origin story and um two uh, is fine it's not bad it's got a it does have a scary uh villain ish person uh but the rest of the story is a little uh not quite campy enough i guess it 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 almost takes itself a little too seriously i think uh ghostbusters with the girls was fun um and yeah and you like that one uh yeah i mean i think when i saw it on i liked it but it's not something that if i were scrolling through the tv i don't think i would stop on it i would it's funny. I like Melissa McCarthy. I like to, uh, Tiffany Haddish. Who else is in that? Tiffany Haddish is in that? I thought it was, um, what's her name? Oh, wait, uh, maybe it's not Leslie Tiffany. Jones. It is Leslie Jones. Sorry. Um, yeah, and and the other Saturday Night Live. I don't know if she had a different part as like a museum lady no, or something. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. And then, you know, and Chris Hemsworth, but that's, you know, you're on a TV catch you're probably not going to catch him he's in it very briefly but it's, so, yeah, it's what fun. you described is the most ringing endorsement i've heard of it which <laughs> makes me not really care to go back yeah so i don't like, know oh, it's all right when i watched it i would never i wouldn't watch it again i wouldn't well, care to see it again but it was there, fine when I, it was good when i watched it well like, i think about you know really... the, the people who are in it and it's like i was thinking well i i really like melissa mccarthy movies there hasn't been a worse one but there has been and we reviewed it and it has octavia spencer and melissa mccarthy and it's terrible so I he has lots of bad movies. We just don't talk about them because we focus on like the four good ones. I like a lot of her stuff, though. So anyway, um, but this is not the, not yeah. the ones her husband directs, which well, she's in. That's probably <laughs> true. Like, like five of those. There's another Netflix <laughs> one that came out called like The Starling, and that's not by him, but that's got like a 19 percent Rotten Tomatoes. I haven't oh, jeez. Uh, I think uh, I don't. I think Melissa McCarthy's more hit and miss than we give credit for. Maybe. 
Yeah. So, and then uh, going into Afterlife, which I didn't really know its little, I didn't know the slogan after Ghostbusters, but when you said it, I was like, oh, this uh, makes total sense. When a single mom and her two kids arrive in a small town, they begin to discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind. So it is getting very polarizing reviews across the board. The uh, oh. critical is around low 60s. The audience is at the mid 90s. Really? Critics at like a 47. IMDb is at like a 7.8. So that's a, those are very I don't understand all this. over the those are very all over the place scores. That is, uh, yeah. it's hard to reconcile because usually the three kind of converge, but um, it's got a pretty wide range of outcomes to hmm. mixed to really well received, uh, depending on who you're asking. Interesting. Uh, so, uh, if you haven't seen Ghostbusters Afterlife, I believe this is a theaters only kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you can go check it out if you have any interest because we are going to spoil it now. And did you before, did you know the plot of Ghostbusters Afterlife going in? Like, did you could you gather based on the trailers what it was going to be? I, I was it's it kind of aligns pretty closely to what I was expecting. Yeah, no, honestly, I hadn't really seen a full trailer for it, which is strange because, I mean, I've been going to the movies more regularly than like the average bear, right? Um, And never once did I see a preview for this. So the only thing it was like Ghostbusters Afterlife. And then I was like, oh, hey, that's Paul Rudd. And that's all I knew. Didn't know anything about anything. Okay. So for those who didn't know what it was about, it's three decades after the original Ghostbusters business went defunct. So I guess that's early ni- late 80s, early 90s is when that probably would have happened. And uh, Egon Spangler is now living in Somerville, Oklahoma, a tiny little town in this uh, isolated farmhouse that they call it. They call it the dirt farm because it's got the big sign that says dirt and doesn't actually, it's a farm, but it doesn't grow anything. Uh, <laughs> and he's doing some sort of stuff at the beginning and we can explain later. Uh, but we see half on screen, half on screen that he dies. Uh, and then we get cut to uh, his estranged daughter, Callie, and her two children, Trevor and Phoebe, and they're being evicted from their home in, uh, I guess they're in New York. Maybe they're in New York. They're in a city. And yeah. now they got to go and uh, live on this farm. They were going to not, but a little minor hijinks. They have to live on this farm now. And so it's summer. Uh, Trevor is going to get a job, and he's working at a like, fast food diner, burger, Sonic, I don't know, kind of place. Yeah, where people has- skate around and bring you food. It's a it's a yeah it's a composite of food places. Driving and uh, he's got a he's got a crush on the the girl that works there, and then uh, the other the other girl she's going to summer school, but not because she's like stupid. In fact, she's really really smart and very very takes after her grandfather, unbeknownst to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she kind of befriends the summer school teacher, who is Paul Rudd's <laughs> character. And uh, they bond over the different like weird earthquakes that have been happening in the town, and trying to measure it and figure out what's going on. And so uh, they through through events. Oh, she super friends uh, podcast too. Podcast. This, kid, this little Asian yeah. kid named Pod, who's nicknamed Podcast because of his podcast carries around <laughs> mic, goes after people. Uh, I'm glad Nicole's not on because I'm sure she would have said that was me or something. Um, <laughs> and so her and Podcast and the and the science teacher kind of team up when they let uh, they have the ghost trap from like the original, and they're messing with it out of curiosity, and they accidentally let a ghost loose. And that starts the series of events to get to kind of the plot of the original, where there's that big deity, Gozer. evil, yeah, Gozer, and the yep. two devil dog creatures that, like, Zool. inhabit people. 
Yeah. yeah so that, that's it. Kind of le- that's the first half, and then it slowly becomes the original Ghostbusters with these teenagers instead. Uh, so yeah. that's that's the the new Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah. What did you think of this, Mama Kay? I think I probably should have known a little more going in because I was kind of uh, thinking it was going to be something a little more straightforward since the Ghostbusters, the most recent one I saw, the female Ghostbusters, was just like a remake of Ghostbusters. I don't really know what I was expecting. Um, I wasn't really expecting... Did the female Ghostbusters also have Gozer? Like, do they all have Gozer? No, no. It was was more like a one-off of, you know, just female Ghostbusters busting ghosts. It wasn't... Didn't have a strong storyline. <laughs> it didn't have a like a, a thing they were trying to like. There wasn't. A... I'm sure what they did, but it wasn't anything that like I didn't make the connection. Like, oh, they're you know continuing on with this. I think there were there were like Easter eggs to the first one, but it's not like I mean this is literally um, you know integral to this plot. The whole. Goes so that over. one's more standalone. That yeah, doesn't yeah. Have the uh, the old Ghostbusters yeah. mentioned or have no? I think anybody could go watch that and not have to have. I mean, it's not like you have to have background to watch this, but there are. It's it's a real throwback to everything. I think um, you do. I think you really do have yeah. to have seen the original Ghostbusters to watch this and get uh, any semblance of enjoyment compared to. <laughs> I think that's that might be true. There were times when you know, like your dad leaned over, is like, "Oh, I remember that guy from the first, you know." ghostbusters uh the things about this movie were are kind of not about about this movie a little bit our 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 theater was full which is was really interesting and i don't know if this is nine o'clock showing yeah we were at like i don't know seven o'clock but and it wasn't imax it was just a regular show and um i was just kind of surprised at that and then i was also surprised at how like invested the audience was they were really i mean maybe i haven't seen a comedy in a theater in a while is that what this is about but like everyone is laughing at all the things that they're supposed to be laughing at and like everyone is doing it you know and i was kind of like this feels different this feels sort of back before times you know um so those were the those were things that were striking me while i was watching the movie um i mean the the plot is i don't really like um like the adult pieces of this plot at all it's kind of like uh if they left it up to the kids i would be better with it i wanted i mean paul rudd's funny in it because paul rudd is paul rudd and Um, But I just, this whole, why is the girl who's really smart going to summer school? It's to get, is to make sure that she makes friends. Well, she's clearly not going to make friends with whatever group you think she's going to be making friends with. She's going to, you know, she's an outcast kind of person and that's just what she's going to be. She's not going to go. And who's she going to make friends with at summer school? These are kids that are, uh, don't, don't want to be in school. So um, I don't even Mm -hmm. know if summer school's a thing anymore. That's something i was thinking it's about an old too. town so maybe they have old yeah. things they do i don't know i i guess so and then to have you know paul rudd come in and be the teacher and have him like not really care and he's just showing them all old stephen king movies um i, I just I, yeah i really don't like the adults in this i don't like the mom the mom seems like she doesn't really care a lot about the kids and she doesn't she can't figure out how to like life and they 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 sort of bear the brunt of that. And they're fairly normal. I mean, I think in a real life family, they would be really uh, struggling. So um, those are the kind of things that I was thinking about as I was watching it as an action adventure movie. 
and as fun Ghostbuster stuff, I liked it and I can see why people like it. People love it because of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. I mean, people are going to give it 100% just for those dudes alone. So um, that's that's why I think. And everybody, I mean, it was the air. Everybody loved it when, when it came to that piece of it everybody in the theater just was like all the, these, nostal- all the nostalgia bits there's it's like, all the this movie's drenched yeah covered it's, soaked in nostalgia bits not just yeah and not just ghostbusters nostalgia it's like it's hitting all the beats for your classic you know it i was feeling a little bit like the second indiana jones movie a little bit you know where they're going and you know having an adventure and they've got this little asian kid sidekick and i'm like okay well i've seen this film before um yeah, I was rooting for the kids, so that's good. that's where I ended up. Um, I I liked some parts of this, and then the last forty five minutes, I just I found horrible, like I, like like schlocky, terrible, bad, like uh, from yeah, terrible, bad. Uh, from when they, oh god, when does it even start? I guess it starts when. It probably starts at the st- the marshmallow seat in the Walmart. That's probably where it starts, where I'm starting to like fold in my seat and like. That's kind of where the movie know, I, starts, though. I mean, it, there's other. That's where the crap it. starts. That's where they're like, <laughs> "All right, we've ran out of steam with our unique new characters. Now let's just make it the move. Like now let's just like drench it in in member berries. Like I don't." Uh, Oh, it's ugh. <laughs> the last forty-five minutes is almost unbearable. There's parts of the beginning I like. I like the I like everything with uh, Paul Rudd with uh, Phoebe and podcast. Those three, or even just Phoebe and 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 Paul Rudd. And Paul. What's his name? Gary Gruberson. Yeah, yeah. I like that. They're the be- They're my favorite. She she's the best character. The daughter Phoebe. Oh well, yeah, she's awesome. She's By so far. good. Because the Finn Wolfhard Trevor character is is pretty lame. I don't really like any of his plot. He is around because he needs to be the driver later. Like that's really all he's gonna be. Right. Uh, right. He's if I was I was watching this. I'm like, why do we even? Why is this part of the movie here? Why well, do we, we needed have to him. Have... We needed him to get up to the mountain because they had their they were having their little you know high school. Rendezvous we on the mountain with friends. But we already know the creature went back to the mountain because they we saw it when they got let out of the ghost box. We didn't. Yeah, need to, but we had to get them. He's there to be the driver. I, I don't. I'm. I'm, I'm convinced that he's because they need an all kids action sequence. They can't have an adult driving around there, so they're like, ah, we need the kid driving around the ecto. ecto and it can't one, be McKenna so. Grace. She's too young. Yeah. Yeah, she's too, her and podcast are too young. Paul Rudd needs to be with the mom because he can't have Paul Rudd be that irresponsible. He can't because he's he he's a you know he's a he's a Paul Ruddy teacher, but he's not like a he's not a total like idiot, so he can't do that. Um, I I kind of like the mom actually. I kind of like that she's not a she's not really a good mom. I don't think like she's no. only a good mom because she's the mom that stayed because that's that's like right. the joke. Or she's by the default, that stayed. Yeah, by default, but I like she's the her, best parent. Her, her and her and Phoebe, like she kind of shits on Phoebe, but Phoebe like gives it back to her, and it kind of feels like Phoebe doesn't care that she's shitty to her, and like she's it's it almost disinterests her that she's like that she's shitty to her. It doesn't affect her at all. Well, um, I think so, yeah, because Phoebe's such a more complex character. 
Yeah, Phoebe's a great character. Yeah. Phoebe's more interested in what's going on with the house because of all the weird stuff going on with it. Like, the chess piece is moving around. All the new characters are good. The new location's interesting. And that's why I was like, even the parts that, like, I, w- like, like, I don't like Finn's side adventure, really. Once he gets pulled back in and part of the team, that's fine. And his his uh, faux girlfriend is fine. Uh, but the, the, the heart is, is Phoebe and Paul Rudd and the other... and podcast and mm-hmm. they're the they're the parts that i enjoy most and then once we have to turn into why like, i just don't even understand why the marshmallows have come back to life there's is there any other reason other than we had a marshmallow in the original ones and now we gotta have little marshmallows rolling around in the store <laughs> well and i think there's no other reason there's not another reason but when you're in the ghostbusters like universe it starts off sort of slow like it's there's not a lot of ghosts around there's always that one sort of menacing ghost that's kind of cute so that's the same thing here they've got this like blue guy that likes to eat metal and wasn't then, he in another one what's his name like muncher or cruncher or something um yeah it's not the same i, like I seen don't him. think it's the same it's not guy. slimer it's not it's no. not the main guy that everyone knows but he's no I th- I feel he's like the guy he who eats the hot one. dogs i don't know well no slimer's the hot dog guy anyway the, it right. kind of goes like that where there's the one little incident but there's all these things that have sort of been happening you know, with the earthquakes and stuff like that. And then, and then all of a sudden it becomes, then it becomes a thing. Like it was already sort of bubbling up in, in that mountain at the time. And now it's just hit, you know, it's hit. So then you have all the things. And one of the things is, you know, the mini Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. I thought that was great. It was so fun. I liked everything that they did. They were in the blender. They were making, when they made the s'more out of the Stay Puff guy, they were making themselves s'mores. It was just the best. Um, I liked that part. I would like I, that more if I understood if there was any motivation other than it just, it, it, there's no motivation. They're just doing wacky things. They're, they don't need to be <laughs> falling out of the packages and, and uh, mutilating themselves. Well, there and was then, never a real reason why there was a giant Stay Puft Marshmallow Man that was running down the streets. Well, the original City. was because what's your? It's uh, choose the the form of your of your attacker. Oh, the and person. Yeah, like, the don't thing th- that was. Everyone's like, don't think of any. Just don't think of anything. And then like, I can't stop thinking about the mar- the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. And that's what. <laughs> that's why it works in the original one. And then there's a shock of him coming around the corner and his mean yeah. face. That's why it works in the. This one is just like like. Uh, remember that guy? Well, now there's a bunch of little ones, and they all they all uh, uh, hurt themselves. Yeah. It's fun. It doesn't have a whole lot to do with the plot. I mean, sure, they're you know they're goat, they're spirited, <laughs> stay puff marshmallows. But um, but I think I don't know. I think that's funny. Um, I really don't like once they get back into you know I like that initial sequence when they're in the car when they find the original Ecto one and. They're in the car and that crazy seat comes out and she's like, you know, yeah, she's that's the still one. fine. Yeah, that's fine. I don't like it the second time around. I don't like it when they're driving again and she's doing that again. And it's like, I feel like uh, there's some redundancy in this. Like they didn't, there wasn't a whole lot they could do. And so now, cause now, cause you're stuck mainly with kids and you're stuck in this town that doesn't have a lot of things and people and stuff. So um, I think they're kind of hampered by that. And the only place that is interesting is the house. You know, the, the what is why does Gozer have to be the bad guy again? Why can't we have a new bad guy? Because my favorite parts of this movie are 
the new like I like them using Ghostbusters tech and like dusting yeah. off the old machine, but I yeah. don't need all the old like and oh my god, there's a who you gonna call line, and then she calls no. Dan Aykroyd out of the blue. I'm yeah. like, oh god, it's beginning. It's yeah. I was like the the, the stuff is the stuff yeah. that I don't like in in remakey uh, soft reboot movies is starting, and it's 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 the thickest I've seen since soft rebooting started, you know, 15 years ago. It's yeah. really bad. It's so everything about the end, everything, everything. There's almost nothing I like about the end of this movie. Yeah. I don't disagree with you because as soon as that happens with Dan Aykroyd, I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. Cause this is, I'm starting to get a little, you know, how I get sometimes a little bit embarrassed about what's happening here. This all seems, no, I don't want it. Uh, to oh, do I was embarrassed. I, I don't, like, Certain levels of cringe. This was embarrassing. Yeah, no, this was super cringe. And then to bring, you know, him and and Bill Murray and Ernie Hudson back, and now it becomes this whole. And this is what it was from the whole from the beginning. And I should have known this by the title. Is that it becomes, you know, Ode to Egon. And I'm like, oh, my skin no. just, I just did a whole body crawl when you uh, said that. I'm like, yeah, because for, shouldn't for that really be the title? No. Ghostbusters <laughs> so Ode to Egon. Um, yeah, and it's just, I don't know, their thing, yeah, I mean, it was fun, and it was funny, and then at the, and then I couldn't watch it anymore, I mean, when, and, and things that they put in movies sometimes that really bother me, like, she was like, I didn't know him, he didn't want, uh, you know, the, the mom, I didn't know my, my dad, I didn't know my grandfather, or my, not my grandfather, I didn't know your grandfather, and, and he didn't want us, and all this stuff, and then she sees that he kept, like, all these pictures and stuff, and I'm like, and then she gets all sad and melancholy. Oh, he really did love us. Well, you know, honestly, if he really did love you, he would have kept in contact with you. It wouldn't have been just pictures on a wall. So I, don't, I never like when that kind of stuff happens because it's like you're giving somebody who's actually not being a really good person. You're giving them a huge break. And I, I'm like, no, I'm, that's why I'm like still on the I don't like the adults in this movie. <laughs> this is well, this, this is the same problem. As the prequels with Darth Vader, where the prequels are like, why? How did Darth Vader become Darth Vader? And without realizing, Darth Vader is not Space Jesus, and he doesn't matter. <laughs> like he's just he's just a good soldier for the Empire, and like he's cool looking. And Egon is not the Messiah on Earth sent no. to protect us. He is one of three schlubs who kind of tried to con people, and Four. then and then they ended up you know stumbling into ghosts, and then. Right. Bill, Bill Murray doesn't care they're there, and Dan Aykroyd's an insane person, and Egon's messing with machines. That's that's what Ghostbusters is, and this acts like it's so it's so important. It's right, so, like, like this that is an it's okay thing. that he he left his family and didn't you know didn't care about them. That's why it's so important because well, he's making this dirt that, farm. That's what's making. Uh, that's what the. That's what's making supposed to make up for the be- estranged beginning. Yeah, it doesn't but I, it. I just I just dislike. I don't like when they try to make. Just everyday people that we liked in a movie, like now the whole it's so important to the whole world that like this happened. Like he was he was saving us all from the return of Gozer and his, and the dogs. I'm like that's not that's not why go that's not why people like Ghost people don't like Ghostbusters because they save the world from Gozer. They like it because it's got it's got wise cracks and it's and it's kind of yeah. campy and. And the three lead actors are acting like they're in different movies, and they and it meshes perfectly, and it, that's why it works. It doesn't work because they're saving the world. And yeah, when the three, I, I forgot, <laughs> I forgot she even called Dan Aykroyd, and then when they just walk out of the cornfield at the end, I'm like, oh, 
Why? They what? They just showed. They showed up. Now they just showed up. All three of them in their suits. Right. Like they just got them out of wardrobe. And I'm like, I can't. I don't know what they did to get to trick Bill Murray to do this. I can I cannot imagine that man wanted to be here. But there he is. I can see Dan and Nerdy Hunter. There. I don't know what they're doing these days. They're they're they'll do it. But <laughs> Bill Murray is notoriously crotchety, and I'm surprised he would get back in the suit. Uh, and then I don't know. I think he would he would do it for. Um... Oh god, why can't I think? Harold Ramis, probably. I mean, that's but 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 uh, yeah. Uh, I mean... Space Ghost Harold Ramis is just terrible. It's not. <laughs> who's, uh, it's who's, not good. Yeah, it's not. There, there's a lot about this movie that's not good. I mean, the funny parts are funny, and I like that, and I like that for what it is. But like, just the the cinematography is there's some issues with that there's issues with you know when she's when she flies out of the car door and she's got the background in the back of her it's the worst green screen i've seen in a movie in 10 years like it's so bad and it's like this would be okay if i were watching the 1980 version of this but this is not okay for a 2021 version of ghostbusters you know i don't know where the money went because they filmed in some podunk you know town i have no idea um half the budget was to get bill murray to return for that one scene <laughs> maybe or to <laughs> get the ghost of harold ramus to come in i don't know who doesn't talk because yeah i don't know what the what it cost uh to get his get his likeness um yeah oh, I'm, i mean it's i'm just... sure his family would want that but yeah yeah i um... guess i mean what I, I mean i don't know maybe he would i i don't know anything about Harold Ram- ramus personal life i've heard only i've only heard jerry he's good to, he's been good to work with as a director like he's a good director and mm-hmm. people like work with him on his movies but i don't know i don't I know feel like this too this crew was totally tight back in the 80s and that they probably came up with this and there were like myriad things that they wanted to put in and they just figured out how to do it you know it's like they just figured out how to how to get it done uh they keep talking about the dirt farm and then when what's his name finn wolfhard goes on a his first joyride he's like joyriding through fields of wheat and i'm like where did the fields of wheat come from i thought this was a dirt farm you know and we see later on there's fields of wheat that things come out of and grasses and i'm like well this is clearly more than i mean they barely got the thing started and then as soon as he's able to get it started no no more problems now it's just like up and tip-top like it's not a magical vehicle it's just an old uh what is it what even is it i don't even know what it is it's an old ambulance or an old hearse or it might have been an old ambulance at one point exact i don't know exactly but the, yeah right, what are they, the end was they, really bad for me and i i wish it weren't because up until then i was like having fun with the story and i didn't i didn't like that they actually just redid the gozer part with you know having to get yeah the why two. couldn't they just have a different villain like why couldn't they just make it that that guy who lived in the mine who, who was like an old tycoon like i don't even understand why i don't understand like why didn't why, oh, why not make yeah, him that a, guy. a bad guy yeah he was just like down there perfectly preserved whenever the things would come on he would like partially come back to life and then yeah, he's like, ah, now we'll rule together. And then Gozer just rips him in half. And I'm like, I, <laughs> like nope. Then, then what was the point of this? Why then? Why have him at all down here? Yeah, and having to have the the lead, the mom lead, and Paul Rudd as you know the same characters that um, Sigourney Weaver and Rick Moranis were in the first one. Why do we have to do that? Like, oh, because we're uh, doing Gozer again. If we're doing Gozer again, we I, need. I the know, same but that's the whole thing. The same thing again. Like, just do a remake. 
than if that's what you're going to do. <laughs> Just do a remake in a different place. Maybe that's what this is, but it's more they like Ghostbusters. They didn't have to. They, they could have done any other thing, and it would have been better. Like They could have done any other not Gozer ending, and it would have been fun. I, I don't know, know if it would have been it, good if they still hod- chose to felt, have the other people come out. It felt hodgepodgey. Didn't it feel hod- hodgepodgey to you? Like, it didn't really... It, it had a. It didn't until the marshmallow then... men started rolling around the Walmart shelves, and then from there to the end, I'm like, now we're just doing like a best of album because we're not. It's we're no no longer do we care about the thing we tried to build before. Before I thought it felt like a pretty decent story with new characters that were that was going to somewhere. So going somewhere. Yeah, but new characters that were like, yeah, I don't want to harp on it, but the adult characters are so two dimensional, and the mom, I don't even, I don't know who she is, and she gets I like, like the mom. T- top billing in this movie. I don't, I don't like her because I just don't like. I don't. She's all like, "Oh, I don't have anything, and we have to move here. Oh, this place is shit." And oh, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, I like her because she's no, but she's an adult, and she needs to not be like that for her kids. You you should know that all of all people that just because you're an adult doesn't mean you're going to be a decent parent. Like I know, but that's but she's not terrible. She's like that's why she's good. She's not like the best. She's not terrible. Oh, she's not terrible. She doesn't come across as terrible, but it's still what is what she's doing is the only reason it's not terrible is because her kids haven't turned out badly. I don't see in any real world situation her kids turning out as good as they do with the way that she parents. So I think there are plenty of parents who are who are like her level of parent. I think she's like a medium parent. I honestly do. I don't think she's a bad parent. I think she's a medium parent. Like this is what a medium low parent. No, 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 no. She's not. A, she is a medium. If she a medium low parent would be her if she like left the kids, and then but still no. supported them financially somehow. What's a low parent then? <laughs> you got a low parents like abuse, like doing doing nothing and like just sending money every once in a while is like a medium low, but actually causing things to be worse is the low. Hmm. Like it would be better if you actually even weren't there at all. Like like zero zero you. I don't think that would be better off if she wasn't there. She's fine. She she gets them from point A to point B. She lets them do what they want because they're fine. And you know when they do something wrong, she tells them that they do something wrong. Like I I don't I like that she's not. If she could have been too like try hardy, like she could have been too. If we did Melissa McCarthy, Melissa McCarthy and uh, Saint Vincent, which I like that movie. Yeah, but it's too. It's focusing too hard on making her the single parent who's just trying to keep it together. I like the single parent who's just like more degaffing it, like and and. But she's not. But she's not like abusive to them. She's not like they don't hate her. She's just like she's just like kind of do like yeah. She's de- I like the yeah, degaffing of it. That's I don't think that that's any sort of realistic way that that would happen if you have a parent that doesn't really, uh, you know, that degaffs if you want to put it that way. That's you put you grew up in eighties time. I don't think those are the kids. I don't think those are the kids. Kids you hang up the the those are not the kids you wind up with if you have a degaff mom. Not in today's world. There's too much. There's too much stuff that takes you away from 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 family and that would that would happen with her that you know finn wolfhard would not be he would be a lot harder than he and he's not he's like a total total softy and that's why i don't like finn wolfhard's character more because i don't think he does i think he's he's only made to be driver i don't think he has i think he has less character than the mom i think he has less character than the mom too i'm just saying i don't like the mom character the character that the mom has is unsatisfying for me so um that's I th- I'm a more I'm also more of a nature versus nurture person. I think people can turn out of good places anywhere. So I think this is perfect. And they're and they're not in a horrible situation. So I think I think it's fine. 
She's fine. She's fine. Uh, the blast goes her with a million ra- beams of light until she yes. goes in the traps. Everyone does right. their little part at the end, and then they do a couple of small, small little jokey jokes to each other at the end. Um, and then, how does it like end? Like end? They do the jokey proper. Jokes. They do, yeah, like, or he's like, oh, I'm taking this car back. What'd you guys do to this car? And then Dan Aykroyd's oh. the only follower of the podcast. And, That's and, right. Uh, they peel uh, they, Paul Rudd out of the rocks, and he's fine. And the girl. It, they, and it and, ends and, by Ernie Hudson going back to New York City into the garage where Ghostbusters started, and he's bringing Ecto 1, the car, back there. That's how it ends. And he's were like, these mid and, some were, of, the, were there mid and post credit scene? Because I didn't see that. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, so yes. describe what I'm reading right here. Mid credits <laughs> and post credits. Bankman and Dana Barrett. That must have been that must have been the post post credit because there was a mid credit scene that was completely uh, not in this world. I mean, it's in this world, but the Bill Murray character and the Sigourney Weaver character are together, and he's um, pretending to. And this is a throwback to the first one too, where he's pretending to. Uh, know what she has a card that's not facing him and he's guessing what is on the oh, card I'm so glad, keep, I, glad I left before that yeah that he keeps guessing correctly and then she's like oh my god did you mark the card and meanwhile he's hooked up to a little zapper thing so she's zapping him all the time whether or not he's right or not she tells him he's right but then she zaps him because she thinks he's cheating and of course he's cheating and when he admits he's cheating then she zaps him again and that's Kind of like how they are lovely together, I guess. Um, it's a scene that worked perfectly well in the first movie, and then you just water it down and do it again with old the the old them's. And that's it's, what it was. It was just no sort of like for that. And the weird part was the weird part about this was is it was like the whole movie stayed for that. The whole theater was full for that. Like people knew oh, yeah, that so was our, coming. Our theaters also reacted very differently. No one in my theater was laughing at this. And uh, there were people who left early because it was not as full when I left as it was when I started. And I went to the bathroom one time and all I heard was these three guys in the bathroom pointing, man, this movie, I haven't seen Ghostbusters since Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. This is, this ain't that. I'm, I'm sleeping, man. I gotta, (laughs) I've been up since, I've been up since 6 a.m. I'm not, I take this. And so the three of those gentlemen were not enjoying this movie. All all of them probably in their early 40s. Uh, yeah, so most of, of the people of the proper were, age when this came out. Yeah, there were families in the the theater, and there were people um, my age. So I think that that's maybe why you know I think people were looking for nostalgia a little bit. Um, yeah, so that was that. That was the mid credit scene, and the post credit scene has er, um, Ernie Hudson is talking to oh the girl, uh, the girl from the first movie, Annie Potts's character. And she's saying to, they're in some swanky, swanky uh, office building. That's his office building. He has some sort of business. We don't know what it is. Um, and he says to her, you know, he's like, you know, I've this has been good for me. And it's been really, you know, I've been really successful. But, you know, the most important time in my life has been, you know, with the Ghostbusters or whatever. And so he goes back to the place where the Ghostbusters started. And, yeah, that's the end of the movie. So the one we're gonna have a sp- an Ernie Hudson's only spinoff. I cannot imagine because I mean the the thing that was really awful about this is when they were fighting, you know, Gozer or whatever, and they had to like fall down or whatever. It really looked like it hurt for them. 
and also that it was really difficult for them to get back up. So I mean, I they use stunt people, but yeah, just them standing. Yeah, but in general, it, they just looked, you know, it looked really uh, like old people doing things. So <laughs> I don't think that that's going to fly for another another Ghostbusters movie. So yeah. you're going to recommend Ghostbusters Afterlife? Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I don't I mean Yeah, I don't think so. I mean it, it is I know that there'll be people my age that like it for the you know, the nostalgia of it, but it's just the end honestly really ruins it. It's just and maybe that's just for me. Maybe I know I get oh, I'm more cringe I I get cringe easier than the average person, so maybe they would love that. Maybe they would Yeah, cry. I don't know. Oh, I was I was close to tears, not the good kind. Uh, so bad. The end. The last forty five minutes is is like worse than the feelings I had when I heard Ray Palpatine. Like I, I and I hate that star that ninth Star Wars movie. I really do. The other two are fine, but uh, this is like the the last forty five minutes is like that feeling. It's just it's just oh, it's so bad. It's just shoved and nonsense and and not funny and. I, ugh, it's just bad. It's so bad. I I can't like not like I can't even think of like the moments in the beginning that I liked because that ending is such a cloud of garbage that I can't even like <laughs> get over the fact that I kind of like most of the new characters and some of their yeah. some of their interactions. It doesn't matter because the end is just is poison. It um, does. It does wreck it. And it'd be I'm different a if it were fan, twenty so. minutes, but it's forty five fucking minutes. It's so long. It's it's my displeasure starts per, like. At Walmart, and it doesn't end until I leave. Um, <laughs> Mine usually so, starts at Walmart, like in real life, but I was okay with this Walmart scene. This could keep going though, because it's got and most enough audience stuff. A lot of the reviews are saying this is for the fans. I'm like, I don't know who, I just don't know who these deep rooted fans of Ghostbusters are. It doesn't seem like a like a Star Trek or a Star Wars or a Harry yeah. Potter or Lord of the Rings. I don't, I don't even feel, I don't feel that there's these people going around with this like deep rooted like lore and interest in like all of the backstory of ghostbusters it just, it's it, it's much more goofy 80s comedy to me in my head than it is like something more important um yeah but it's got it's it's a, all the things i'm reading today which we're recording this couple days after it came out and it's uh it's beating box office expectations so um i would guess there's another one i really would yeah, it might be. And maybe people are liking it because, like I said, when I was in there and it was a comedy and I hadn't seen a comedy in a long time. And maybe they just need that. Like, that's the thing. You don't have to get stuck in like a a, a universe that you don't understand. This is very simple. No, you don't it's have not to Eternals. It's not Dune. This is Yeah, this is... it's not even like a Fast and Furious kind of, you know, you don't have to know. You don't you can go in with your knowledge from 1980, whatever, and be just like okay, this makes me feel good, you know, kind of thing. And maybe, The Last maybe Fast and Furious, superior movie to this, I will say. <laughs> I would rather, I am more excited for Fast 10 than Ghostbusters Afterlife 2. So, was that Hobbs and Shaw or was that something else after that? No, there was another one, Fast 9. Oh, it was Vin oh. Diesel and John Cena's his brother. Pretty sure I didn't see that, so, yeah. Ludacris and, uh, oh, and well. he goes to space. No. Okay. They go to space. It's about time. No. Um. I. I this is Jason. Last week. This is Jason Reitman, so son of mm-hmm. Ivan Reitman. Right. Uh, 
I mean, I think Jason Reitman in general has made better movies than his father. I don't think Ivan Reitman's actually made that many good movies. He's made a couple, but I think he's made way more flops than good stuff. Uh, but I was looking through Jason's filmography, and I'm like, eh, this might be his worst movie I've seen of his. I think it, like is. <laughs> I don't I don't love all his movies, but like this is, it's 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 way worse than like his first. He's got Thank You for Smoking, Juno, which I don't. Really like Juno either, but it's fine. Up in the Air, Juno. which is amazing. Up I love Up in the Air. Yeah. Uh, young Adult, okay. I didn't see Labor Day or Men, Women, and Children. Tully, Tully's good. Mm-hmm. Front Runner, Front Runner. What's Front Runner? Oh, eh, movie's boring. Uh, but Ghostbusters <laughs> Afterlife. I think that's the worst movie I've seen of his. <laughs> that's possible. Possible. Yeah. So good send up to your father, who was also kind of an overrated hack. All right, well that's uh, end of Ghostbusters <laughs> Afterlife. Two, two not recommends for Afterlife, and uh, we yeah, got, don't make another we'll, one. They're going if they make enough money, you know the rules. Uh, so we we got some more theater stuff, a couple of streaming. We got one more host pick before the end of the year as well, and then also our draft show and our top five show coming up. So we'll be getting into retrospective mode, looking back on twenty twenty one, seeing what we thought of it. So uh, we'll have to compile everything together. In the meantime, if you want to recommend things to us, probably in I was looking at the schedule, uh, end of January uh, is when yeah. we'll get to some listener suggestions. Films with the Women of My Life on Facebook. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Brennan underscore pod host. And you can email the show, filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Thanks for being on, Mom K. You're welcome. Until next time, this is Brennan signing off. Saying thanks for listening and enjoy your Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore Podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies. Thank <laughs> you.